Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan, and joining me, as always, is Stealthy Ninja, Mr. Connor Lawler. I'm right behind you. Oh, my God. That was actually pretty good. That's what a ninja would do in that situation. Yes. <laughs> he nailed one. It's the first one in years that I've nailed. Well, five um, years of doing shows. First one you were eventually fully Eventually I was going to come up with what the kids call improv. Ah. I don't know what it is. I'm still searching for it, but it's out there somewhere. And eventually, I suppose a broken clock is right twice a day. No, but stop trying. Stop. <laughs> Genuinely, you're not funny. Please stop. You're very, you very like my funny. Man. <laughs> oh, oh, he took it too real, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Connor, tell everyone what Hero or Zero is all about, please, because I always forget. Zero. It's Hero Zero is the show where we choose one comic book character every single week, we talk to good points and their bad points, and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now, I normally choose DC characters, and Sean normally chooses Marvel characters. Last week, I chose Captain Triumph, a DC character technically, who's also kind of just in the public domain. Sean yeah. normally chooses characters that are both confusing and report to anger me. Sean, it well, is your week. I'm excited to know what's going on. I think I'm bulletproof this week because I don't think you can get <laughs> mad at this one. Because, By the way, before we get into it, could yeah. everyone give this a follow or maybe a like or whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on? Uh, on Spotify, it's the Three Little Dots. Yeah. Has the, and then you just say rate this show. Um, iTunes, on, I think it's I, just five stars on your phone somewhere. Five or just follow all that stuff. Yeah. Any support is very much appreciated. Uh, we just love seeing uh, all the support you guys have given us recently and we really appreciate it. But, Sean, now to bring the tone down from the love in, please, I don't know who you're doing. I'm scared, yeah. as always. Wait. Go ahead. Connor, what is your most anticipated superhero property of 2024? Uh, oh, uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Now, there's a couple that it could be. Let's be honest, <laughs> folks. It's a pretty stacked year. Sean. 
Yeah. Does it have something to do with sound? Or the lack thereof, Connor? (laughs) (laughs) Because... I didn't think we'd ever get here, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm going to guess that you are doing the most anticipated Marvel movie we've ever had, or Marvel series, I should Mm -hmm. say, that Mm -hmm. we've ever had... Echo. Indeed I am, Connor. <laughs> Everyone's favourite character. Everyone's favourite character. See what I did there. Okay, go on. Do, oh, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, it's going to make it a nightmare to edit, though, so don't do the echo bit for the duration of the show, please. Uh, for the duration of the show, please. Yes. So, what I will say, Echo in the comics, pretty cool. Ah! Echo in the show feels like they didn't know what to do with her. Uh, well, w- w- by the way, we don't want to make it clear. We're not shitting on, I don't know, whoever... Sp- I don't know the, the actress's name who's playing Echo. Uh, I know Vincent D'Onofrio's coming back as Kingpin. I know all that stuff. I don't want to shit on anyone who worked on the show. It's one of those shows that me and Sean just seen, like, three years ago on, like, The Slate. And we were like, why are they doing that? Yeah. And as close as it's gotten, it's become funnier that they never moved it off The Slate. And there are still, like... People aren't really into the movies we're doing at the minute. Do you know what'll bring everybody back? Yeah. <laughs> Echo series. And, like, no one could have predicted it, but, like, the whole thing about, like, shift, the whole universe shifting away from Kang, and then immediately the next week after Echo comes out. <laughs> like, it's the same way that we're, we rag on Agatha fucking Dark Hole Diaries or whatever it's called. Yeah. It just feels like it's kind of designed by a studio because it was popular for a bit. I I think Echo has the chance to actually be a half-decent show. Now, look, I will not watch it, probably. I'm going to watch it when it's all out because I'm not waiting. because I think that I don't. I think it has the chance to be a better show. Agatha, I think, is dated upon arrival. It's a show yeah. made off a meme that was from 2000 or 2020, I should yeah. say. Yeah, one particular song that was just popular for yeah. a bit. The um. But anyway, like, I, I think she's a cool character. People should know more about her. Um, so Echo, created by David Mack and Joe Quesada, uh, appeared in Daredevil Volume 2 uh, from May 1999. Um, Maya Lopez is her birth name. She was born deaf, but she was born with incredible lip-reading abilities. Um, so she wasn't actually diagnosed as being deaf for a very long time. She was just able to function um, in fairly standardly. Her father, William Lincoln, was a Native American of the Cheyenne Nation and secretly was a mob enforcer working for the Kingpin. Kingpin and, Pink, Kingpin and William were good friends, but at one point, William outlived his purpose and Kingpin decided to have him killed. And now, Kingpin, because he was his friend, decided to do this himself, which is pretty mm. big for Kingpin. Um, as Kingpin was about to shoot <laughs> I like how that you're like, I feel good that you are killing me, Kingpin, at this well, time. Like, like, I'm, I'm dying, but at the same time, respect. For Kingpin to get his hands dirty, mm. you know, like, it's, it's, it's fucked, it's not good, but it's still like... Also, close... I mean, it's a cool idea that, I mean, it's, it's natural that in a Daredevil comic book, a hero who is very famously blind, they were like, why don't we have another character that has some other sense that they yeah. are lacking and then they have overcome it through superpowers and they're a superhero. Exactly, yeah. So as Kingpin was about to shoot her father, William used his last words to ask that he take care of Maya. Um, when she found her dying father, he reached out to her, leaving a bloody handprint on her face. That Ooh. handprint later on in life, she paints that on 
um, as kind of like a, a war paint intimidation. That's pretty kind of edgy. Thing. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maya was then actually taken in by Fisk and placed in a school at first for kids with special needs. After using her, so, actually, we we have a perfect frame of reference for this. You know, Taskmaster. Yes. He has photographic reflexes. Yeah, well, look, the Taskmaster, not from the Black Widow movie, no. we mean comic book Taskmaster. Comic book Taskmaster, he can copy anything he sees perfectly. Um, Maya has that same power. That's how she can lip-read so well. Um, it's also revealed she can play the piano perfectly. She can just duplicate it. Despite being deaf, she just looks at the fingers on the keys and can instantly do it. Seeing this, Kingpin enrolled her in a school for the gifted instead. Um, so, like... That's Maya's main power, which is never touched on in um, no. Hawkeye when she shows up. I don't know if it's touched upon in the show. Surely there'll have to be. They'll have to touch on that. You would hope so, because it's the coolest power set. Yeah, that's. I, I love that power. I love yeah. when they can just replicate things, because it's also, like with Taskmaster, although like they can get a bit supernatural, it just has a cool edge of like, oh, I could do that if I was smart. Yeah, and you've got the, like, Taskmaster learned how to dive before he learned how to swim. Like, there's all that kind of stuff mm. that you can play with. For, so for a character, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. interesting. Um, so she grew up uh, basically under the control of Wilson Fisk. Fisk used her in one of his plots to destroy Matt Murdock. So he had learned that Daredevil was Matt Murdock. First, he arranged for Matt to meet Maya, knowing that Matt was lonely after the recent death of his girlfriend, Karen Page. Um he then, after they had built a relationship, tricked Maya by convincing her that Daredevil was her father's killer. So, he, she then focused on getting revenge. Um, so, also, doesn't know it's Matt at this point. Um, Maya just knows Daredevil killed her father, but she has a relationship with Matt. Are Murdoch. we slowly working up to the scene where they, it all comes out? Yeah. And Matt's like, how could you do this? And she's like, I didn't know. I'm actually in love with you. It started as a game, but no longer is it a game. This is the thing. Kind of, cool. yeah. But she she's mostly innocent of all knowledge. Like, So she's just focused on getting revenge. So what she does, she starts watching videos of Bullseye and Daredevil fighting. So that when she fights Daredevil, she knows exactly all the moves he's about to use. Because she's going to fight him as Bullseye and then start changing things. Fuck. She's elite. She's one of the best fighters in Marvel Comics. She's that insane. is so cool. Yeah. Um, Matt, while she... So she goes out in costume. But Matt, obviously can't see a costume, recognises her by her scent and doesn't understand why she's the one attacking him. So he and also using his... all of Bullseye's moves. So that would yeah. be so confusing for him. Yeah, he's just really rattled by it. He starts pulling his punches. Um, she's like, I don't want, I don't want to hurt her. Um, she gets, she beats him, has a gun to him. The only reason she stops is that there are kids uh, kind of on the scene and she doesn't want them to see a man get shot in the street. Right, right, okay. So they back off. They end up fighting a couple more times before Matt's able to explain himself. Um, and then the truth all comes out. Maya is furious and shoots Kingpin in the face, blinding him. 
You see, the problem with the kingpin, right, is that you could shoot him in the face, but he's built like a fucking fridge. So yeah. it would just like, it just pings off him. I, my favourite thing about Wilson Fisk, he's not super powered at all. He's just that tough. You know what? Like, there, there's certain characters that we just give a pass to. So, like, logically, if you, it, I know there's always people on the internet that are like, this is not real life. This is not, this wouldn't be the thing that happens. And sometimes we're like that in bad movies as well. Yeah. But I love that everyone collectively just gives Wilson Fisk a pass in no matter what medium it is, video game, movies, uh, comic books. He's built like a fucking fridge and if he wants to, he can kill anyone. Does not matter. And also he can't be harmed somehow. And even if he is, he has the money to get the rarest, most expensive treatment there is. Yeah, and like he'll always come back stronger. So after this, Maya left the country to travel the world and rediscover herself. Um, she visits art museums wherever she goes. She loves art because um, it's just it's purely visual. Um, after months away, she returned to New York to reconcile with Matt, only to find that he was already with another woman at the time. Connor, no. Matt Murdock, Matt, the dog, Dirty Matt, huh? Yeah, dirty, dirty dog, <laughs> Dirty Daredevil boy. That's um, what DD stands for, Dirty Dog. Dirty Dog. <laughs> That's good. She then left New York to go to her father's reservation and visited the chief who was the old medicine man that she and her father would visit when she was younger. After listening to stories about her father, Maya decided to follow his suggestion and went on a vision quest. She went into the woods to fast and meditate to receive visions which she hoped would provide her with some answers of what to do next with her life. On the fourth day of her vision quest, during a thunderstorm, she was startled by what she believed was an animal spirit and briefly fought him. Um, the animal spirit was Wolverine, who had just happened to be in the area at the time. <laughs> Wolverine at all times, ready to throw hands. Yeah, does not matter. He just—he's literally walking through the forest, and he sees a—he just sees a woman praying to a fucking tree, and he's just like takes off his jacket slowly, takes off his hat. <laughs> Here we go like, again. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> we go again. So uh, once she realised her mistake, the two of them calmed down and started talking, and Maya shared some of the visions that she had received with him. Um, When she got to her final vision about two dogs fighting, he ended up telling her a story about um, two dogs fighting, but it's like himself and his brother and stuff like that. Um, Is that from uh, the movie Wolverine Origins? Yeah, yeah, the the first five minutes of Wolverine Origins, which is the best thing that's That's a pretty good movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't watch the rest of it. Um, (laughs) It's pretty good if you stop there. Ultimately, this motivated her to start telling stories, just like her father did. She went back to New York and began to perform in the theatre using sign language, dance and music. She spoke with Matt uh, again, who said that he attended her first performance um, and was looking forward to see seeing the next one um, with a friend of his. He made no attempt to stop her from kissing him because he knew that it was a goodbye kiss. So she, this is, like, she just kind of parts with Matt Murdock she's like that part of my life is done it's over is there a situation where they were kind of writing that story originally and then there probably was a new writer that came in and wanted to take her in a different direction but you still had the Matt Murdock thing hanging over her a little bit this is it so what happens next is that and I've just kind of glossed over this she ends up um, going to the Avengers Ah, so she moves out of the Daredevil kind of plot lines and into more Avengersy stuff, which is I cool. assume an Avengers writer liked the character, wanted to bring her in. That's it, yeah. And like she is, she's the 
human of the group. You know, like she's super skilled and trained, but at the end of the day, she is just a human. And I think um, it's good that any of those teams always have some person that you know would definitely die if this was like a real scenario. Yeah, but like, it's good to just have on one team. of them. Yeah, yeah the factor yeah. on the team that like, gives credence to that's just how good they are. Yeah. Um, so the, the song goes on, she goes on many adventures with the uh, Avengers. Then, the, the, I just think this is a cool story. Um, when the cosmic force, known as the Phoenix Force, returned to Earth, it staged a contest to determine its next host. Echo was one of the individuals summoned to fight for it. The Phoenix empowered the assembled champions and had them <clears throat> fight each other in trials of combat. In one of the earliest bouts of the tournament, Echo was pitted against Namor at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, well, we're going to have to explain a lot of this to people. Yeah. So, Phoenix Force, we've seen it in the X-Men movies, but it's basically this big space force yeah. is kind of like a god, comes That's down it. and can just inhabit a human. Normally Jean Grey, but it was inhabiting people. Um, That's it. It's, it's all of the energy from all psychic energy that will ever exist. And it it's a big X-Men thing. Person. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And it's everyone in comics has had it at some point. <laughs> yeah. And you go raid and it's real cool. Namor, man who is basically Aquaman. But like before Aquaman existed in comic books, yes. Namor was one of the very first comic book characters. Guy who lived in the ocean. It's weird that he's not in like the now Marvel MCU Avengers thing because he's like... One of the it biggest, was, longest mainstays. He was of, one of the original Avengers, yeah. And like, well, not original Avengers, but one of the original team-ups was Namor. Yeah. Um, um, and so you're now telling me that they're fighting with a piece of the Phoenix Force for like the ultimate power of the Phoenix Force underwater against basically a man who lives in water. This is it. It's really poor uh, home turf advantage for Namor. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and did he get like a buy in the first round or something well, I don't know how, I don't, how does this I happen d- I think it was just random it's just purely ah, random okay. and he got very lucky um, obviously due to the favor, favorable battle conditions Namor overpowered Echo and left her for dead on the ocean floor however the phoenix was drawn to Maya's ability to adapt and wield its power in different ways and to never stop fighting like she heard you're going to fight Namor on the bottom of the ocean and she was like alright fucking let, let's go also i feel dumb because he was in black panther he was in black panther i was going to call you up on that but i decided to let it i make like the avengers movies guys come on let me be <laughs> nah guys i think he's a fake fan um weirdo batman isn't in the dc <laughs> guys <laughs> fuck you come on so the phoenix took a liking to echo it resurrected her and chose her as its host during the final round of the tournament, Echo resurfaced from the bottom of the ocean and proceeded to intercept all of the different fights that were taking place. Absorbing the portions of the Phoenix from each of the remaining contestants, Maya fully became the Phoenix. She then relocated to Avengers Mountain so that the Avengers could study her new condition. Holy shit. So she's just bopping around with the Phoenix Force now. So now she's point. like, she's basically God now. Yeah, pretty much. Like she's... Functionally unkillable at this point. Fantastic. On Avengers Mountain, Echo passed every test that they put her through, but Captain America was hesitant about allowing her to join the Avengers. 
because he's like we don't understand this this is really weird I like we barely like know you I like the idea of like them doing all their tests are like yeah she's past this past basically God can do literally anything yeah. cannot be killed um, no I cannot stress enough basically God and then like Hawkeye's at the back like yeah but I don't know I don't, I don't know, know guys I don't know if she fits this team my hunch says no <laughs> she's not powerful enough so she wasn't given full membership. However, Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk, quit the team. Um, and as more threats appeared, she started accompanying them on several missions just to help out, basically. Help out. She's a Phoenix Force. Like. Basically do it for them and then just let them take credit. That's it. Um, she officially joined the, ati- the team after an attack by the multiversal Masters of Evil. Um, they ended up following them into 1 million BC to meet the prehistoric Avengers uh, and teamed up to take down the Masters of Evil. This is one of those times we were all waiting for, right? Yeah. So this report has been, look, we've been forgiving of you. It's been okay. largely straightforward. You most know what of the it way. is? It's been linear. And I'll give you that. It's been linear. Yeah, okay. Long time listeners of the show, you'll all know. This might be your first episode. At any point in any of Sean's reports, <laughs> there will come a moment where Sean decides that he no longer wants to be linear and will just throw something in, just randomly. But he says it in a way that makes me feel dumb for being like, Wait, what did he just say? <laughs> so, Sean, could you just repeat that sentence again for us oh, all? Of course, Connor. They yeah, please. I to- mean, like, look, so where we are now, she's got superpowers, she's with the Avengers. The logical next step is what does she do as part of the team? Sean, please. Well, they travel to the past, to 1 million BC, ah. and they meet up with the prehistoric Avengers, Connor. This oh, is of course. the first incarnation of a superhero team that 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 that, that, that ever existed. Um, <laughs> Perfectly normal way to do the report. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, and then they, they were fighting in a place called the God Quarry, which is a big ah, graveyard yes. for gods. Um, and Doctor Doom was trying to get all the gods to make himself into a god. And you know what's worse, right? If I hadn't stopped you, he would have flown through this at a pace that none of us would have registered what the fuck he was even saying. That's why we're a duo! (laughs) Because you would have just been like, a Doctor Doom was just trying to assemble gods, don't worry about it, though. Look, they're just fighting the fucking heavens. What can you do? Putting them all together. Uh, But but Echo uh, stopped Doctor Doom and defended the quarry, using up all of the Phoenix Force in the process. So right. she's now back and she's just a regular ninja woman. Yeah. And now Hawkeye's like, I don't know. I'm yeah. okay with the Phoenix Force. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. know. A regular human on the team. Hawkeye, what are I don't we think it's going to work, guys. Does not- she even have an arrow? Hawkeye's also deaf as well. <laughs> like... <laughs> He's just really hates deaf people. Yeah, like, yeah he doesn't understand them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, guys. I don't trust her. Um, so that's where the story kind of ends for Echo and that's one of the more recent stories that she's appeared in for being only around since 1999 she has done a lot to be fair to Mm. her in terms of powers and abilities the main one obviously photographic reflexes um, an ability also possessed by Taskmaster she's capable of perfectly duplicating any physical movement or actions she sees with perfection after watching it only once Um, due to this I have a question to, uh, maybe you'll answer this but is there a limit first of all secondly if she reaches the limit does she start forgetting things that she's learned she doesn't start forgetting things that's purely a taskmaster gambit cool uh, 
So the only she can't do she still she has human limitations basically. She can't do anything superhuman. So she she can get to like peak human, like Olympian level of Yeah, she know. could just watch the Olympics and then know how to do all of that. Exactly, yeah. Um so that's that's as far as she can go, but she can't run as fast as Black Panther, you know? Right, or she can't okay. fly. That kind of thing. She is um, a concert-level pianist. She's a dancer. She's a master martial artist. Um, so mainly focusing on uh, Daredevil and Bullseye. She also studied Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, and Jet Li as well. Um, master acrobat, again, from watching tapes of Daredevil. An expert marksman from watching Bullseye. And weapons proficiency. Um, so she is skilled with single and double billy clubs. Swords, uh, single and double katanas, and uh, single and double nunchucks as well. All you can't your be a good nunchuck or a katana. If someone pulls out a nunchuck, I'm assuming they know how to use it. And they start doing the swing, and then they yeah. catch it underneath their other arm. You're like, yeah, I'm about to get fucked. Yeah, I, this is this is the end for Sean. Um, <laughs> Her weaknesses is, again, human limitations. She can't do anything superhuman. Um, and being deaf does pose a significant challenge for her in combat situations. So while she can replicate physical movements flawlessly, she is still susceptible to attacks or movements that rely on audio, audio cues. Um, right. And um, also it, it makes it a bit more difficult in terms of strategizing with teammates that she needs to have basically an eye on them to see what they're saying. Ah, yeah. But look, I, I love characters like that, though. Like, it's it's great that we have characters in comic books that are like, oh, what are they? They just don't have a sense because there's other people in real life that also can't hear they are de- yeah. that they are deaf or that they're blind or that they're whatever. So, like, it's really good that comic book characters can reflect that to be like, yeah, these are fucking badasses as well. That's the thing. But also, it's like, yeah, like, it's it's like, it's not... They're badasses anyway. Is the, oh yeah, just, that's just a just thing a, that's part of like Hawkeye. It, just, it's, it's yeah, exactly. Same thing. It's just an element of them. Daredevil is probably one of the best examples of that. Da- like he's, Daredevil is. The, I think Daredevil's. I think is everyone's favorite because he's just like he's just the best human as well. Yeah, exactly, and he's a nice guy. Um, but I like, I like Echo and Daredevil together. I think they work very well together in comics and in stories. But I like her being more in the Marvel Universe as well. It's just like, oh, mm. let's get Echo on this job and, and see what happens. I, I do think, yeah, it's important in that show that, like, either you go the Hawkeye route or I don't think Jeremy Renner's coming back, so I think probably the Matt Murdock route. We don't know what's happening with the Daredevil show. Um, have you heard about all the stuff that they're just rewriting all of it? I've heard some of this, yeah. That yeah, they originally writers. were going to do the show without Karen Page, without Foggy, basically without, like, any resemblance to anything that had happened previously. And yeah. then I think somebody locked Kevin Feige in a room and was just like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this has to happen. <laughs> Oh, also, I, I read some uh, last week that I'm going to throw to you in this Hero Zero. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Job. Season two of Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah. Right? The weakest series. Yes. Correct. The, the one that turned me off the show for a bit. Oh, true. But the first five episodes of Punisher Solid. are fucking amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that series, taking the first five and then the last five... Is that series better than all of the other Disney Plus Marvel shows that are currently being done? That, or have been done? That, maybe. I would say Loki could be as good. Loki's the closest, mm. I think. But yeah, 
I don't but that's the worst season of Daredevil, by the way. The I'm not picking one feels, and three. <laughs> that still feels like a program, like a show, you know? Yeah, like like if I said, oh, season Daredevil season one against all of this, like that's not fair. That's so not let's a competition, do season two. No. Yeah. Even season two, I think, is is better than what's It's got those, those seeds at the start with Punisher, like yeah. Penny and Dime at the fucking gravesite. Oh, boys. Dude, is it in the Punisher show or in that season is... The, 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 the construction site fight. Uh, when all the lads are giving him hassle on the job. I think that's the show. That's the Punisher, the Punisher show? show itself, yeah. Yeah. But pretty anyway, good too. Pretty good too. Again, better than anything that's been put out in this. <laughs> that's, that's just a random question that has nothing to do with Echo or anything. I was just thinking of Disney Plus series and Marvel shows and all that stuff. Um, no, I think Echo is a really cool character. I love any character has photographic memory. Like yeah. we love Taskmaster here, we love Echo. I just think it's, it's just the coolest power set. It's just a super fucking cool power that like you have somebody who can just like watch the Olympics, watch like a triple backflip diver, and just be like, "Oh, I can do that now." Yeah, cool. That's me. That's fine. Don't I, worry. I about got it. that. Um, yeah, I just think that's really really cool. I'm, I'm. I'm not going to say I'm looking forward to the show, but I'm also not against the show. No, I hope the show is good. It. Yeah, I want it to be good. I want it um, to be good. I, I hope it is good. I hope everyone who worked on it had fun and didn't paid. get overworked. <laughs> I hope the show has quality and is good. Um, if you liked what you heard here, we have hundreds of other shows for Hero Zero um, going back years and years. So we've probably covered one of your favourite DC or Marvel characters at this stage. Um, if you can find that, just have a search on your podcast platforms for for the name of it. Um, we also have a Twitter, a Facebook, an Instagram. They're all Heroes for Hire podcast. The four is normally the number four on Twitter. Um, and we have a Patreon if you want to support the show. Uh, the Patreon is down below. We put up brand new movie reviews every single month. Um, and so our January movie review will be coming out probably in the next week or so. And we're, we're still up in the air on what we're going to review. But I might put up a post on the Patreon after recording this so people can vote on whatever movie they'd like us to watch that makes it easier because then like we we, mm-hmm. we can give the hat a miss for maybe one January and people can just exactly. vote exactly um, and so yeah well, you can head on over there support us that really really helps us out and there's a bunch of hours like there's hundreds of hours of extra content over there as well but I think that's it for this week's Hero Zero I mean um, I I feel like you should tell one human that we exist just the one just the one just, please just the one just you the think? one just one. Just a one. Just tell one. Just tell one. Just tell one. It's fine. And different one. <laughs> so I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.